This scripture reading and the following address are part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on April 30th, 2023. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. The Holy Gospel according to John chapter 10. Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought out all of his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Have life and have it abundantly. Some of the um, translations that we might read are, have life to the full, life to the full. But what does that mean? What does this mean to you if you hear this or if you put it on your lips, life to the full. Today, Jesus promises it again for you, for me, for us. What does he mean? Well, let's pray. Loving God, pour out your Holy Spirit that as we dwell with the Good Shepherd, as we dwell in your word this day, that you would open our hearts and our lives to receive your abundant life in Jesus and in his name we pray. Amen. Someone once described full life this way. Well, I think that's what they were describing. I went to the woods because I wished to live life deliberately, to front only the essential facts of life and see if I could not learn what it had to teach and not when I came to die, discover that I had not lived. I do not wish to live what was not life. I wanted to live deep and suck out all the marrow of life. So wrote Henry David Thoreau about 170 years ago in a book called Walden, named after a little pond where he escaped to be out of society. 
And this quote from Thoreau's book made it to um, a, a movie that as I was growing up as a younger man, younger person in 1989, some of you might know it, Dead Poets Society, uh, where this quote comes out, I wanted to su suck out the marrow, all of the marrow of life. It's a movie, I don't know, hands up, do you know it? it uh, some people, yeah, many people know it. Uh, talk about it at morning tea time if, if you're unsure. But it's a movie that, where Robin Williams uh, plays an English teacher by the name of John Keating. And with his students, he looks to explore what this full life might be outside of the four squares of the very dated textbook that they're studying on poetry in their classes. Keating seeks to instill in the students the freedom to perhaps think for themselves, to ask questions of life, and in doing so, maybe to suck all of the marrow out of life. But is that what full life is? What is it to live and to suck out the very marrow of life for you and me as followers of Jesus, I wonder? To live fully as God has prepared for us. Maybe it includes, and I think it does, having the, the, the ability to think for ourselves and to ask questions. That's good for a community of faith. Jesus says, I have come that they, that my sheep, my people, you and I might have life and have it to the full. Like Thoreau, I think we all along the journey seek to live life and to have it fully, don't we? A meaningful life on this earth, which soon goes by, it seems. What does it mean for you? Well, perhaps it has a number of these aspects in our lives and our communities. Perhaps it involves the callings that we have, the careers that we have or at least explore and pursue. Perhaps it's really important in this full life to have relationships which are fulfilling. Maybe it involves our reputation, our status in the community. A lot of followers maybe on social media these days is an important aspect for some. Wealth, comfort, Knowledge. Knowledge is power, isn't it, as some say. And we never take for granted, I think, our health and our well-being. Freedom from pain, perhaps, is what we, what we look for. Some more things, just as we go to the next slide, perhaps. Many of these things, perhaps, are those that are expressed in our society, in our media, our social media, the voices around us which talk about full life. And they may or may not be things which we relate to or blessings that we might personally have. For me, as I reflect, it is to know love and to know a place where I belong. There are some things which I would express as full life. And I, I pray that they might be gifts that I can then pass on to in the life that I live. And always feel free to, to pull me up if I'm not doing some of these things. But what would you say, what would you add, perhaps, about life and living it fully? Well, let's explore Scripture just ever so briefly, particularly through the eyes of the Good Shepherd, and learn more fully about this. Jesus says, I have come that my sheep may have life and have it to the full. 
That's a pretty big promise, isn't it? Jesus' sheep are those who, as we hear in John's Gospel, who hear his voice and trust it, trust him. This good shepherd, this one who opens the gate. Jesus knows his disciples, his sheep, and he calls them by name. And I don't know about you, but I find that very comforting, that Jesus knows me that fully, that he calls me by name. And he certainly calls us all by name. The sheep, he protects his flock, as, as Deirdre pointed out. They listen to him, they follow him, and don't follow the thief who would come and destroy. Full life, I think, in one aspect, as certainly as we hear John chapter 10, is very much following Jesus, isn't it? And growing in his life, his love, his care and protection for us, for our lives too, no matter what they may bring. This good shepherd, this Jesus who lays down his life so that we might be able to take ours up fully. And I want to explore this ever so briefly just in the next few minutes uh, in the context of uh, John chapter 10 living right next to John chapter 9. Very unusual that really, isn't it? But it's not so much. But I want to pick up on, on, on those two uh, places coming together. Because you might remember back a few weeks ago during Lent, we heard quite a long gospel reading in John chapter 9. We heard of a person progressively coming to faith, a, a man who had been born blind, who had lived with blindness from birth, is healed by Jesus physically. And as the gospel uh, story unfolds in John chapter 9, this person progressively comes more and more to making a confession of faith. And alongside of that, he seems to be harried and hassled by the religious leaders, the Pharisees, who eventually cast him out of the, of the community when he says, this one, this Jesus, must be from God. He's thrown out of community and that's where he's left because of his confession of faith. So our reading today follows directly on to that occurrence. Jesus is clear. To hear his voice, to receive his love and his healing, and to follow him is to have life. Everything that calls people away from him and stops people from coming to Jesus is the work of the thief and the bandit and the evil one. And I think this is a good thing for us to keep an eye on together as Christians in community because it seems to me that Satan works so hard to take us out of the community, to take, take us away from where we hear the voice of Jesus in our worship space. That happens so often, it seems. Hear his voice, grow in it, is the encouragement, because this is life lived to the full, for me, as I hear uh, the voice of the shepherd, in community. Jesus goes on to say this after our gospel reading today, I am the good shepherd, I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. And here's the, here's the kicker for me. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. One flock and one 
shepherd. There is a community in the life and love of the good shepherd. The good shepherd leads us in our lives individually, yes, absolutely, and in community. We have a place of love and acceptance, a place to belong in the community of faith. One flock, one shepherd. Full life, I think, then, is lived in the love and care and hearing the voice of this shepherd in the flock of God. That's what's restored for this person who's been thrown out by the Pharisees. We don't know the rest of the story, and so often this is God's way. What we're left with is not the story of the person, but the promise of the one who makes life possible. It is, my dear friends in Christ, in community, that we learn and receive and grow in what full life is for us. To live life fully, then, I contend, is to live it in community, in the community of the Good Shepherd. Take, for example, the story of the book of Acts, as we heard today. As the Spirit comes and works the life of Jesus in those uh, on that first Pentecost day, we hear that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. The disciples came together in worship to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd, didn't they? To receive his life and to respond in prayer and in their lives too. They belonged. They were accepted. And they accepted each other centred in their faith in Jesus. And the Spirit worked life in their hearts. And the Spirit worked life in their community. Awe came upon everyone because of many wonders and signs that were done through the apostles, uh, Luke tells us in Acts. All who believed were together and had all things in common. That's a pretty big ask, isn't it? They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. Community life at its best, lived in serving one another and in serving those in need, lived together in worship, in worship and sharing fellowship in homes outside of that space. They witness to others with glad and generous hearts and praise God. It doesn't mean that it's all beer and skittles. Because life in community, as we know life is lived individually, can be jolly hard work. And First Peter, in our second reading, speaks to this. And yet, as we follow this good shepherd, as, as we hear in the book of Acts, full and fulfilling life is there in Jesus Life, life to the full. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who are being saved. Don't underestimate the witness that we make as community. Full life, loved, saved, healed, protected, accepted and led by God as disciples 
is lived together in community. We're free to think for ourselves. We're free to ask questions. And we're called and free to live together, as different as we most often can be. That's why we celebrate things like a couple being married 50 years in our community. That's why we look forward to a young couple like Georgia and Sean starting out as they look forward to marriage um, coming up in six months' time. That's why uh, we celebrate things like the birth of a, of a child in our community. And that's why we learn to walk together when times are tough, both for individuals within our community and the community that uh, we face together. God first called uh, Sue, my wife and I, to go to Alice Springs to a community that was a troubled community, and we often hear that it's a troubled community today. And people said to me, boy, I wouldn't want to be going there. It was one of the most wonderful places that I've lived in community, I have to say, because there were people there who lived in family of generation after generation after generation, and they took, told, told and took me into a life of joyful community. We were then called from Alice Springs to Sydney where there were developments going and ha things happening at 7,000 miles an hour and people yearned, yearned for, gen uh, for genuine community and it struck me then a quarter of a century ago that the Church of God, our little flock, had so much to offer people who were living out that life. And as I come to Melbourne a quarter of a century later, I don't think anything has changed. You and I have so much to offer, to offer one another in our care and love and to offer the community about us because we live life in the call of this Good Shepherd. So let's challenge ourselves, shall we? Let's challenge ourselves not only to ask what it is to live a full life on this earth, but to live this full life together for the sake of those around us. And so together, dear friends in Christ, let's suck this marrow out of life and make God's difference in the world. Amen. And the peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds in the Good Shepherd Christ Jesus until life everlasting.